0: <showcase> to Welcome to the Society Podcast in the second part of uh, last, you know, the last episode. Um, <clears throat> so Dr. Shaili, while you were upstairs, I was about to start a story, but I figured I'd uh, hold it to the okay, podcast. So since we were talking about goofia stuff, uh, <laughs> uh, in India, I'm well aware of... Like uh, goofia
1: Central. Uh, oh, no, no, <laughs> well, Okay, maybe there's some North Africa. Yeah, 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 part. yeah. There's
0: yeah. some, some goofia Central there. Okay. Yeah, that's, this is true. All right, let's see. Um, uh, there's actually a place where you can buy... Qur'an Juz like Khatam of the Qur'an so Uh there's a stand like um,
2: you can buy twitter followers so somewhere. you
3: can
4: What
2: do? does that mean? So, so, there, so that, that, that you, was
4: my question. Like what do you what do <laughs> like you buying? buy? So, copy so, or no, you're like you're no, 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 buying no.
2: hasanat and so, you're buying barakah. So khas. so, oh, really? so there's, yeah. a, there's like a team So indulgences. There's lights on Facebook. No so, oh. so you, you 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 have you have a need that you need fulfilled. Yeah. Right, and you know we are instructed to So, so you buy but, two rak'ahs of tahajjud. Yeah. So you could go oh so someone
1: else does it and does the uh thawab to you but he's selling you. Correct. So so
2: you so there's like a team That's bay' thawab I'm sorry, I can't even Listen
1: to it without okay.
3: nothing. <laughs> Dean <laughs> as a service. That's what it is. It's it's das. Yeah. Dean as a service. Dean on
5: demand. Yeah.
0: Uh, so so basically, there's like a team of hufaz, mm-hmm. and they like recite Quran. That's like the that they're like the worker bees of this operation, yeah. right? And then there's like basically a menu of like things that you can order. So you can order uh, like uh, okay, I want today is my wedding. I would like to buy you know like two shows of the
2: Quran. Right. So you go, and he goes <laughs> and recites it for you. No, 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 it's already recited. It's already recited. It's done already. You it's maybe get done. like a piece of paper, a bottle of water, drink it, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys are
4: constantly reciting.
1: <laughs> it's like McDonald's. It's already cooked.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's cooked. It's already, it's, it's, they, they have. have oh, they have
1: proof of the Quran. Oh, and this, then by the way. and then he will he will give your uh, he will donate the reward of it to you. If you no, pay him, well, sell it to you. Selling it, donating it. He's selling it. Yeah. it. He's
4: <laughs> selling it. He's so selling it. I have a. I have, so I'm going to throw a, a, a wrench in this a little bit. So if you go to some like some places in Istanbul, right, where um like in in where they have the the relics of the Prophet of the Sahaba they have people reciting Quran, yeah, constantly, for and purposes, i purposes. I think they I think they draw a salary, maybe. That's paid, yeah.
1: And what happens is the the rich, for example, the rich man who dies in Ottoman times or something and he leaves an apartment right and that apartment goes for rent that rent rental money may go to the upkeep of his grave included in the budget is someone to recite to me at all times Mm -hmm. right live
2: that's great I want to I want to do that but the people with the menus they actually have a proof for that from yeah. the Quran. It's Walla Tash bi Ayati Thamanan Palilla. And, yeah. and maybe they have So we yeah. have to charge a lot of money. Yeah. You can't so the translation Walla Tash bi Ayati Thaman Palilah don't sell, right, my yeah. verses for or a small, small, price. small price. <laughs> so for a high price. Oh, yeah. Right. So basically, Absolutely. you donate like 100 rupees, right, and your next 100 salahs are Isn't forgiven. A wait, no, wait, no, no, no. you,
1: yeah. you, you went now from barakah of dua to salah.
2: That's, yeah. No, but I'm just giving other examples that I've heard of, right? Yeah, because so.
1: now that's entering to the absurd. <laughs>
2: it <Because wasn't> too, <laughs> if it wasn't <laughs> bad <laughs> enough. <laughs> see, Listen, you know,
1: Sayyidina Omar ibn Khattab hired a man. You want to talk about Tasawuf? He hired a man... To remind him of death every day. He paid the, mo- the man money. Come to me anytime during the day, randomly, <laughs> and bring up the subject of death. Right, And then the, he, he said to him, one day you don't have to come anymore. He said, because I have so many white hairs that that's enough. The white hairs remind me of death. Wow. So wow, the wow, idea of paying for, for spiritual <laughs> services is not 100% foreign. Right? The idea <laughs> that you could have in a masjid a man employed just between salah and salah to be or in Qur'an or so that or, so, or to establish the majalis for these things is not a, a thousand percent but I think the idea maybe of once it transports into salah or that it becomes like a, a permanent business that you can buy, you think that you're buying dua then I think at that point you're gone into the level of absurdity.
2: And this stuff is all a complete fraud without a, complete a shadow fraud, of a doubt. It. Right? Mm-hmm. And no person we talk about sheikhs, right we're talking yeah. about uh, teachers right yeah. we're talking about Goof. spiritual guides right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not them like okay. legit like yeah. more shit are talking about right? the legit ones, more shit yeah um they can never command anything i mean i mean we yeah, go, mm-hmm. right they can never command or instruct anything mm-hmm. that is contrary to the sharia mm-hmm. right but now here's like a question that people ask okay where does it you know, I, I can't accept it unless I have proof that, okay, why, you're, why are you telling me this many reps or this many push-ups or something like this? So that's, again, as far as our deen is concerned, important principle to understand, right, is that one, mashaykh, teachers, are not allowed to teach things that are against the sharia, but our deen does not require that we do things only transmitted in the Qur'an and sunnah. The criteria is that it doesn't Contradict the Quran and Sunnah Not that it has to be yeah. Every single time Directly derived or From do, the Quran and Sunnah
1: Or do What's called as Sunnah. So yeah. for example You have something extra mm-hmm. And it's taking the, It's displacing a Sunnah So you're not even doing Let's say the Sunnah of Maghrib mm-hmm. And you're just doing A Dhikr for example uh-huh. a Displacing mm-hmm. of the
2: Sunnah Can I give an example? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah um, nice. The month of Shaban Right? The late at the Nismith Shaban 15th of Shaban Just quickly like we can talk more about it inshallah and um, at least i think 17 different sahaba Allah have narrated a hadith about the virtues of the midnight of oh, shaban <laughs> um, but individually those transmissions right are not 100% like sahih right then we're not going to say that they're daif. at least a couple of them are hasan but collectively they're the hasan is. li ghairihi or sahih li ghairihi right so that's there right um Specific practices, right? There are certain things that the Prophet encourages. Certain people that Allah will not show mercy towards. We you may have heard of these reminders in the okay. past as well. But one thing I'll specifically focus on as an example that you just pointed um, about the Prophet so visiting the graves on the fifteenth of Shabbat, okay. visited baqi. Right? Okay. So regarding that issue, right? Um, you know, the research as far as I have been able to kind of look into it. It's only one or maybe two different narrations, mm-hmm. right? And what we understand from that, it's something that happened maybe only once in the life of the Prophet in the so, Siraq. So it's something that he did, and we can establish that it happened, right? Authentic enough that it happened. The transmission is good enough. But it's something he only did once in his life, mm. right? So... Um, to your point, right? Um, the late Grand Mufti of Pakistan, Mufti Shafi, he's the author of marif al He's the father yeah, of tafsir. Mufti Taqi and Mufti Rafi Uthmani in Pakistan. Uh, rahimahullah. He explains, right? I can't remember exactly where, but one of his writings, when it comes to the Sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, according to whatever rank right, it has reached us, we have to make sure we respect and we pay attention to that rank. Something that the Prophet wasallam did every day, Right, or did most of the time, we should also do it as a mu'akkadah and emphasize something mm, that he did once in a while, we should not do every day. Something that he ended up maybe doing only once in his lifetime, like visiting the graves on the 15th of Sha'ban. Right, we should not plan a party there and make a Facebook event every year oh, wow. and then rent buses and speakers yes. and a microphone yeah. and have an entire gathering there at the graveyard. That is mm. now. Bida, or innovation. You are not following the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam to the point where our teachers explain to us the four rakah sunnah before Asr and the four rakah sunnah before Isha. If you pray it every day, you are contradicting, right, the practice of the Prophet Salah. So He did not pray it every day. Mm. If you have time and you're there at the masjid early and, you know, you can't find anything else to do, by all means, pray it, mm-hmm. right? But it's not the same as the two rakah sunnahs before Fajr it's not the same as reciting Surah Mulk and uh, Surah Sazda before and going to sleep. It's not the same as reciting Kaf on Fridays, right? We understand this, and this is also something that a spiritual guide will be able to, you know, again, somebody who has proper experience and knowledge there's of the Sharia. There. Yeah, there's That's a lot hikma. of hikmah there. There's hikmah there. This this is is
1: a, because life requires a balance. And the Prophet Consistency. Gave the right?
2: So yeah.
5: this is one of the biggest tensions, right? Is this tension where people take something as being mustahab or permissible mm-hmm. and then they make it a sunnah. And that's where it comes into right the bidah. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the criticisms that Imam Taymiyyah had of the organized zikr circles. He just said, whoever you know, sits down and takes a specific uh, litany of things to recite and then takes it as a sunnah and makes people think that it's a sunnah, then this is an innovation. So he put those qualifiers actually at the end of it, right? Is that it's... It's you're taking something which intrinsically by itself, right, is praiseworthy. But now, once you get to the point where you insist that, yeah. Beta, why aren't you doing it? Mm. You have to oh, do that's it, true. Beta. And this is this is where this is and you know this is where the split happens, basically, yeah. right? You go extreme in a direction. The
2: example of the molid right, right? Exactly. Okay. Loving the Prophet awesome is farth, right. right? Gathering in a masjid is sunnah, right? Giving people food to eat, inviting them for food is sunnah, right? right? Speaking about the Prophet ﷺ, praising him, reciting salat, and doing dhikr out loud, these are all things that are established, right? But now if you're saying that this specific entire thing, this specific entire practice, the entire method, right, is something which is established, and there's no other way, right? And if you don't do this, you're disrespectful, or if you don't do this, you're not part of Ahl-Sunnah, right? Now you're yeah, you, when taking you, something you're... that is, you know, supposed to be a means, Right? And you're making it into the actual objective. It's no longer about loving the Prophet sallallahu alaihi It's whether you showed up at the masjid on the twelfth of <laughs> Rabiul Awal. Right? Yeah. It's not about whether you pray your salah five times a day. The most important it's teaching of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi S- the S- most S- beloved sunnah and act of his. Right? The most encouraged. Instead, you're just having your prayers well, and you're doing well, these other things as well. One, right? one of
1: the things is that uh, when people do that, they put too much of a burden, and even on the next generation. And it's very important not to put too much of a burden and make a, you know people feel guilty over things that really they shouldn't feel guilty about because then you suffocate. They feel suffocated and they go the opposite way. That's one of the wisdoms of these things.
4: It, the ruling for it should be mustahab kifaya,
1: uh-huh.
4: not yeah. a'in.
1: Right. <laughs> if that's not a thing, now it is a term. You just made it up, right? Like, like, like that th- makes sense. Like right? some people have like a,
4: a parade. Right, they yeah. go through the street with banners for for the Molid. Right, yeah. it's not obligatory for everybody to do it. It's Not even must yeah. to have for everybody to do that. But it's nice that some people do it because it's exactly. good for the kids. That's
1: actually a great point. Yeah. It's great to have a society where that exists. Like I don't necessarily mm-hmm. might not go to the parade, right, mm-hmm. or maybe ever, right. But just in the back of your mind that you know that that exists, right. Mm-hmm. And you know that some of the people who say that uh, uh, you know you want to protect yourself from bida, right. He, one of my friends, he says something funny. He says that. Like if you have like a Cellophie in the community, right? You know that he's way beyond on Bitta, right? But just the knowledge that he's there is gonna keep you deep in the back of your mind. <laughs> the, subject, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> the subject is on your mind. You don't you don't right? want to encroach too far. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> and that having one of those and then having another guy who's yeah, that dude
3: in the back who's like don't do that.
1: Exactly <laughs> you, you, you have one of those and you have one person on the opposite end. But if they can get along uh, and exist in the same sphere, you actually create a balance for yourself. There,
4: there's benefit in everything. Yeah. And if, for instance, one of the one of the prime motivators for me to go to certain dhikr uh, gatherings is that I know that occasionally some like light selfies show up, yeah. and I just mm-hmm. want to be there in case I have to tell them something oh. <laughs> like to shut up or something, right? <laughs> so like, it's on top of going for the dhikr and 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 the the ibadat and yeah. the in the sohba and all of that. Also, just in case uh, somebody needs to tell somebody to shut up, That's <laughs> for the sake of Allah. By the way, for the sake of Allah, not for the sake yeah. of my nafs. I don't like conflict with people. I don't. But if I have to, it, it's good to be.
1: You know, get you voice. get the reward for that. Get your voice by Stone, get your blood flow going.
4: So, Tumoin's
5: question about what, so, if it was so obvious and self evident in the first first part that we did, why why don't people accept it? And i think we just touched upon something too isn't that, that, correct me if i'm wrong with the Mashaykh. um in terms of the hadith where the prophet said that you know allah uh, many, the earlier generations were misled by going to an excess in their ibadah yes. right in their worship so that's another thing too where people they don't it's not just a question of if it's okay or not it's a question to the extent to which you do something right and then you know a lot of especially a lot of the sufi because they like to exaggerate a lot of the things
1: right like, say no I'm like this about the Christians that they uh, one of their problems was that they went to excess in worship. Or they didn't separate between fard and Sunnah.
4: Or the hadith of the Sahabi, anhu who wanted to do the Fast of Dawud mm-hmm. and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told him not to, tell him, you know, less, less. He finally said, fine you can do it. Yeah. And he did it for the rest of his life. But when he became an old man, he had regrets because he said, it's too much, oh, it's too heavy. Faso Dawood is every other day. Subhanallah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so and,
0: and you know, the, the one thing that I, I want to put across here, though, is even though, you know, we're discussing, for example, the opposite extreme, which is the gufia, right? Um, that does not mean that the wolf is not important, right? Oof. As discussed in the first so part... This- Tasawuf is one an third extremely of the important yeah. science. Yes.
4: That's actually the exception that proves the rule. Mm-hmm. Which right. is not, the saying is not the exception to the rule, it's the <laughs> exception that <laughs> it proves, proves it. the rule. <laughs> the fact that there is this exception is the proof that the rule itself is correct and exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, and, and this is where, you know, I want to touch upon the idea of, you know, now, especially when the word tasawuf is brought up, somehow people automatically link it to Akida. Right. And uh the, the prime example is, you know, when people will say, you know, uh, oh you're you're one of the Sufis or you're one of the Asharis. When 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 <laughs> they're as, not the same thing. W- they're not the same thing. When as a matter of fact, what's really, you know, interesting is, you know, that we, we discussed in a previous podcast there's three uh, schools of Akida, you know, the Asharis, the Maturidis and the Atharis in, in the Ahlus Sunnah. And well the Asharis are
1: really two point five. Two and a half, yeah. yeah.
0: So so but whatever it is, right? <laughs> Uh, classically, yeah. the Asha, classically the Asharis and, and the Maturidis, the Maturidis uh, and the Atharis were, you know, the schools of Ahl. The Aqida
2: of Imam Ahmad bin humboldt. You could oh, be correct. Humboldt, <laughs> yes. You no. could say Humble. The <laughs> Akida of Ahmad bin Imam Ahmad Ahl- Ahl- bin himself. himself. Right. Yeah. right. So, right. right. Yeah. Which today we don't know if it's preserved or if it exists. But if you were to
0: take classic Athari, you know, scholars, right? What's really interesting to note is, you know, the Today, people will say, it's like, oh, you're one of the Sufis or one of the Asharis, when classically, you know, one of the, you know, if, you know, the the Sultan of the Awliya, Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jailani, was a right? he was a Hanbali Athari in Aqidah, right? So uh, no. it's, this is where, you know, he, he was of the, the school of uh, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal,
1: right, in uh, so well, Did, he, and did they call themselves Atharis in that time? So, I don't know, that's my question. No, they But I think he is Hanbali w- in Aqidah. Right? And we
4: should yeah. also make the yeah. point that, uh, yes. Abdul Qadir Al Jailani Allah is the the font of many of the Tariqs that exist today. Yeah. And also one of his one of his uh one of the murids of his way is uh, Ibn Taymiyyah. Yeah and and
0: and, what's, and
4: yeah, and and his student Ibn Qayyim.
0: I wonder if that's a sign, right, really, that uh you know the the that the the Athari, you know, akida almost today is is, you know, almost it's become
2: like anti Well, What's just the funny saying. thing about Sheikh Abdullah? Right? Well, people,
0: people who associate themselves with atari. again,
2: people have hijacked these amazing personalities, right? Well, let me, and mm-hmm. just. Well, let me tell you something as well <laughs> about Ibn Chimye.
1: Uh... May Allah have mercy upon him and enter him into Jannah. Ameen. We don't want people to Ameen. go into hellfire. I mean, I mean right? Many people think like he's a blah, they treat him like he's a bleed. What me. is he talking about? He's
4: better than me. People are crazy. Are you kidding That's me? in excess,
1: right? Okay, so there's issue there. Yeah, I have no problem. I support that Shah in these matters. Uh, but let me just say one thing about him. Who was he, he was trained by Ashadis and Sufis. Mm-hmm. That's his training. They want to talk about his brilliance, right? Yeah, he's brilliant. His work is strong and powerful. Well, who mm-hmm. trained him? He was sur- he was in their milieu, grew up in their milieu, right? Right. There's an 100% that everyone... I mean, that's historical fact. He grew up in that milieu, in that environment, okay? And then, uh, as he matured, took opinions to the opposite of that, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you look at his early teachers, they were all Ashari uh,
2: He's a person of ilm. We have to respect that he's a person of yeah. ilm. And the, but at the end of the day, you know, nobody after the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right, is going to be free from yeah. every single type of mistake. But the point yeah, that you so were making, just, make just was to back
0: was it up, though, yeah. right? Uh, because many, you know, some of our listeners might not know who, you know, uh, Sheikh Ibn Taymiyyah is. Uncle Islam. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I, mean, I mean, we we joke about it, but I mean, people might not know, you know, why? Because the let's say take the average. Um, uh, Islam is peace. Islam means peace, Uncle. Uh, at a masjid Right <laughs> uh, They I mean They may be good intentioned, Right uh, At the end of the day They're at the masjid They're volunteering They're doing these things As soon as they hear the word You know You need to do dhikr like You know A thousand times Or say A thousand times They don't know who, You know Sheik ibn Taymiyya is They don't know What the authority is They don't know What any of these things are Their immediate reaction is oh, This is I've never heard of this This is a bidah Or you know We see these crazy Goofy people in, I, in, in,
5: I think it's the latter Because I think in Pakistan At least probably India too, there's so much fraud and deception associated with these people. It's more of a cultural reaction. And then those have a modicum of knowledge, Mm, and they may say that, okay, it's Bidha.
1: That's a great point. It's a cultural reaction based on frauds, based on real innovators, snake charmers, right? (laughs) And that's really what the truth of the matter is. It's a knee-jerk reaction because of something that existed. And there is a point in that, okay, so you're telling me they did it wrong, after all this time, they did it wrong, and it ends up in snake
2: charmers. Okay, so, and Fick are no longer being taught, or even yeah. people mm-hmm. don't even know the importance of it. And then, by extension, the solo it well, goes the, out the door. Think about this: the logic is,
1: okay, for all those time, for all those centuries, you're saying there is a right way to do it. But all those centuries of great people, is still their lineage and their heritage ended up in this horrible thing. What makes you think you could do it right? That's the argument. That's the mentality. So if, that, if mm-hmm. this thing has been tried and tested and spread through the whole society and ended up with this fraudulent goofism, then what makes you think... It's out of a caution, right? It's out of the, the, a pattern has right. developed. Well, That's so this what is, they're thinking. That
4: cautionary position is, is the danger, right? Yeah. Yeah. That people go, oh, well, I'll just avoid all of this stuff. Because it's the safe way. Well, you should avoid reading Quran in case you make mistakes in the recitation and mm-hmm. say something praying. wrong. And you should, avoid, you should avoid praying in case your ni'ah is, isn't complete and you don't have khoshua. Right. And you should avoid making wudu in case you're doing wudu wrong and you're missing like, some, a spot under your nail. So this, is, uh, this avoidance of everything in case you get is, is not is not the, the way to go. The, the, the point that I really came over to the microphone to say is if you're listening to this right podcast, Go back, listen to the one on Gufia, the, the last season finale, if you have, if want to know about what the, what the corrupt stuff is. And then put that, throw that back be, behind you and look for the things that benefit. Oh. You've already know what to avoid in terms of avoidance of harm, which is primary. Avoidance of harm takes precedence before gaining benefit. But you know how to avoid the harm now. Yeah. So now take, take the benefit and stop uh, cutting yourself off from the benefit mm. out of an excess of fear. It's almost a uh, was-was at this point.
5: Yeah. And, The fact that there's so many frauds, I think, in its own way, is an evidence that the science itself was correct not too long ago because people accepted it to such a large degree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then that's why the frauds realized that's something that you can exploit, right? Because people were naturally inclined to accept that. So I think that's another factor to put into play. But just taking it back on Ibn Taymiyyah, I mean, he even personally acknowledged many of the older um, sheikhs of Tissouf, right? He he specifically acknowledged that Sheikh uh, Jeneid al-Baghdadi as being a... Uh, wali, true, of Allah, true, Allah, yes. wali of Allah, yeah, um, Jacob Muhasibi, I think, and um, he was he completely acknowledged the of And there's many works which show that he did. He did his problem was on what he termed as innovations, basically, right? What he said he's, he he didn't have a problem with the concept of a whole, and he fully acknowledged miracles. And in fact, there's miracles attributed to uh, Ibn Taymiyyah, yes. right? So. It's just a big misunderstanding. It's a misunderstanding on both parts. On the part of Salafis, I think, some of them. The ones who are more well-read, they know, right? And it's also on, this, on the side of, you know, quote-unquote Sufis, right? They, they look at him as some kind of enemy, right? It's, so it just, just requires a little bit more knowledge, a little more research, right? So.
1: Well, one of the things I feel, too, about this matter to benefit from Tassouf is there is some little bit of work to be done because the prayers are said in Arabic, right? The be- most beautiful books of dhikr, like Dalal al-Khayrat, for example. Oh. It requires Arabic, right? So we can't underestimate that element of things and realize that sometimes you need to do some legwork to learn... For example, recitation of Qur'an on a daily basis. It's going to require Arabic, right? And recitation of Qur'an to almost be at any moment you want requires hip memorization. So people should realize that to do tasawwuf, it's going to take some work and effort and some grittiness and some, uh, you know, some practice and time so that you could be able to do the recitations that are going to benefit you.
2: Uh, Camelback on that, right? Because, Mufti jokes, hashtag. Um,
4: <laughs> By the way, that's hilarious. I, I was sitting here like, what is he saying? Oh, I get it, because I'm piggyback.
2: <laughs> no, so when we're not teaching Aqid anymore, we're not teaching Fiqh anymore, Islam does not mean peace, right? Islam means submission, right? Indeed. You do what you're told to do, Right, then you will have success in this life and the hereafter. Right, I think what Saad mentioned earlier. Right, when we're talking about salvation. Right, salvatory, the, sal- <laughs> the, sal- sal- um, the term that Yusuf, salvific, the term the Brother Yusuf uh, made up like some time ago. Um, <laughs> right, Islam is not about success or about happiness in this dunya. Right, you can have somebody who is going through so much difficulty and trial and tribulation. Right, in this world, but then. When we get to the akhirah, that person has nothing but doom and destruction and punishment, torment waiting for them. Right? This is what we learn in the subject of Tazkiyat and tasawuf, right? So another way of talking, we have works on this Right? within our tradition. Kitab al-Zuhd, Abdullah ibn Babarak, right? we have the Ihya al-Muddin, Imam al-Ghazali, we have the Risala of Imam al-Qushayri, we have uh, Risala al-Mustarshidin of Imam Harith al-Muhasmi. This is what they are talking about. Right? You have the dunya in your pocket, but not in your heart, right? You have love for the people, but that does not supersede the love that you should have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? And you can study aqidah and fiqh, and you can study tafsir, and you can study Arabic, and you can get all of these things, and all of these things, and all of these things. But none of those things necessarily will wake you up for fajr in the morning, or keep you up at night for tahajjud, right, when everybody else is asleep. That is what we are striving for, and that's what we need this subject for. And if any sheikh is telling you otherwise, mm-hmm. right? Just come and pay a hundred rupees right in the zakat <laughs> that you did not pay last year. You just donate it here, and then you're forgiven. That's a fraud. Gold package. No, <laughs> Gold no. Package, one of the best, right? <laughs> right?
1: One of the best paths in this matter because it's the 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 source of this knowledge is Quran, Sunnah, and tejriba experience, right? Sohbah, yep. Sohbah. So. <laughs> That's why we, if we don't have Sohbah, that's why we read about the the people of the past, which is what you did in uh, Stories of the Auliyah, okay? So why don't you give us a sneak peek about the next episode?
0: My silence should be enough to... Uh,
2: <laughs> to uh, no, okay, so, we'll so let, I, I got some examples, the, uh, inshallah. I got some examples <laughs> if that's okay,
1: okay inshallah. I have, I have a few, but go ahead. All right, let's hear some stories of the awliya. Forget the technical stuff. Now let's get into the actual um, awliya.
2: Just inshallah, we could we could appreciate a couple of examples. Yeah. Um, Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullah, Imam Al-A'zam, rahimahullah. He says, one of his, his definition of fiqh, right? We talked yeah. about this in the, just the last session. Nafs, ma laha wa What's good and bad for you. That's fiqh. Right? That's fiqh. That's fiqh, right? But now Very we're cool. bringing together the sharia and the tariqah. We're talking about proper application, uh-huh. right? But doing it the right way, with the right intention, mm-hmm. right sa- state of mind. Um, we have uh, Abu Naim al-Isfahani and Hilya Awliya and other books referencing different stories of people who are acknowledged as masters of fiqh. Mm. Right? We can't imagine people like Imam Malik right? Probably number two or number three, right, out of all of the people of this Ummah after the Sahaba radiallahu um, right? Number one perhaps even, right? Um, in the top three of the ulama of this ummah. Kana Malik, rahimahullah, ka yen, Muhammad ibn Munkadir, hmm. who is not an alim on the level of Imam Malik Imam Malik goes in, benefits from him. Sits from him. Why? Right? Why? He's a faqih. Right, he's the Imam of Dar Hijra. Right, yeah. he is the custodian and the teacher of the greatest, you know, piece of earth, you so know, piece on. of soil on this earth. The Masjid of the Prophet وسلم, according to Qadi Ayad and Nashifa, um, which by the way Ibn Taymiyyah disagrees with that opinion. What, what does he say? So the soil touching the body of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is not the most sacred earth. The body actually is وسلم, but you know the Ijma, right? According to Qadhi Ayyaz, is that the soil attached to the body of that the Prophet area, area is yeah. more valuable and more abdal and virtuous than the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Taymiyyah and a couple other minority group of scholars, they say not the soil, just the actual physical jism and oh. body. Um, okay. We have al-Shafi'i rahimahullah. يَجْلِسُ بَيْنَ الشَّيْبَانَ الرَّاعِي Shayban the shepherd. كَمَا يَقْعُدُ السَّبِيُّ فِي like a child sits in nursery school, sits in class. Oh, he's saying Imam Madi Imam Shafi, he used to sit in front of this scholar, Shayban al Ra'i. Imam, Imam Shafi used to sit yes. in front of
1: Shai-ban Shayban Rahimahullah.
2: Shafi, Imam Shafi used in front of Shafi, Rahimahullah. Ahmad ibn Hanbal wa Yahir ibn Mu'ayn kana yakhtalifani ma'rufa al-qarkhi. Walam yakun fi al zahiri bi manzilatihima wa huwa fi al batili bi adzalihima. Right? Ilmi right? al-batin. So Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, right, the defender of Ahl al-Sunnah, right, Yahya bin Ibn, one of the greatest muhaddithin of this ummah. They are going to Maruf al Wali, a saint, mm. and they are benefiting from him. Right. These are the greatest imams of fiqh, right, and aqidah, and ijtihad, and everything. <laughs> they are benefiting from these awliya. Yeah. So who are we? Who are we? This is what this deen is all about. It was not books, right? This deen is taken from the heart of Rasulullah, Salah, wasallam, salam, which salam. was transmitted from Jibreel salatu wasalam, and then transmitted onto the hearts of the Sahaba. Allah grants us that so mean, on a regular basis.
5: Ameen. And it just shows that Allah, wa ta'ala, the way He divides knowledge, He doesn't give any one person Everything. knowledge in all fields <laughs> so, over everybody else. So, you
4: yeah. know, I, I, I was thinking about that when Mufti was first uh, at the beginning of the last part of the episode. When Mufti was talking about How this knowledge became diffuse Among the Sahaba mm. And some transmitted hadith And some were able to give fatawa I mean To be able to Convey all That the Prophet Sallallahu alaihi wasallam Brought <laughs> Takes an entire community yeah. It takes a, not And not a community of regular people Like us yeah. A community of the greatest people That ever lived And even among them The knowledge has to be shared And uh, uh, Broken up into parts And, and diffused yeah. that way because what he contains, وسلم, <laughs> Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, no other human being.
1: Well, just uh, bef- uh, before you go on, and uh, that's why they say al-ulama are the waraha and the knowledge is the inheritance. Of the inheritance is divided, right? There's no one oldest son inherits everything. So it's divided on purpose by design.
2: All right, continue. Um, Next. As far as when we're talking about the ulama there's so many different stories. One of my favorites is... Um, uh, Suleiman ibn Yassar Rahimahullah right. mm. Are Awaylam students? Sa'ad? Muin? Suleiman ibn Yassar? Mm. You have to know this question Who is Suleiman ibn Yassar? Oh my goodness <laughs> Right? No, 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 the One of the seven well, fuqaha uh, of uh, Oh yeah, yeah, my bad, sorry <laughs> we, we <laughs> still, You should still know
1: <laughs> We, we, oh, we one almost of the, recruited
0: oh, that's, that's one of the Fuqah of Bailina We almost recruited Muin
1: right? But Sheikh Salik said, stay here so. Right. One of th- <laughs> <laughs> we almost we would have had a clean sweep. <laughs> it would have been a clean Allahu sweep. We'd Akbar. be converting Yusuf next. We would course.
4: have imagine the balance that we would have here right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unbelievable yeah. three, three to three. Yeah. yeah. I know. I was close, but you know, I came back. I was guided. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah
2: Me and Dr. Shadi are sufficient. Right. Right. The Medina, the door of knowledge. You not forget where the door of knowledge, of knowledge is. Right. Yeah. Alhamdulillah Um. رضي عنه ibn عنه One of the seven fuqaha of Madinah Munawwara. Right? These are the the advisors f- of Sayyidina Umar bin Abbas. Yes, right? so one of the seven fuqaha and the advisors during um, the Khilafat al-Rashida. Um, he's going with one of his companions for Hajar Umrah hmm. to um, Haram Sharif. And they end up camping at a particular place and it's at the foot of a hill. So there is a home or a small little hut at the top of the hill there's a family there and there's a young girl who notices, right? Sulaiman ibn Yassar and the companion, okay? And the companion goes to town, I think to get some supplies or something. And, you know, the girl has, you know, evil intentions. Suleiman ibn Yassar, he's by himself in the tent for a moment of time. She comes in and she now presents herself, right? They greet each other and then he asks her, what do you want? Can I help you? She says, I want what a you know, a woman wants from a man, and he starts to cry. He starts to cry, and he's bawling his eyes out for paraphrasing. She eventually gets nervous and leaves, right? And he can't stop crying. His companion comes back to the tent, right? They're camping for the night. So, what happened, right? Something happened. He says, I'm missing home. <laughs> so- <laughs> He says, "I'm missing home." So this companion says, "You don't cry like that when you, try. right? I know you don't get that homesick. What happened, yeah. right?" And um, Subhanallah tells him, "This is what happened." And his companion starts to cry now.
0: Subhanallah.
2: Why are you crying? I don't know if I could have done that if I was in that situation. Allah. Right. Subhanallah. That night, Sulaiman ibn Yasar, rahimahullah, sees a dream. In the dream, he says. Sayyidina Yusuf ala Nabina alayhi salatu was salam Yusuf as-siddiq and um, they're having a communication they're having a conversation they greet right salam and then who are you? I'm Sulaiman who are you? I'm Yusuf mm. and he asks so, which Yusuf? he says Yusuf as-siddiq yes Yusuf as-siddiq Subhan- right Ibn Yaqub he says subhanallah and you know he's has this opportunity right in this experience you know, your story with uh, imratu Aziz, with the wife of the Aziz, right? It's mind-blowing, right? How were you able to deal with that fitna? He says, yeah, that is because we are prophets and prophets are masum. One of our aqidah about the prophets, alayhi are that they are masum, right? So whatever... Uh, Mirza Ghulam Ahmed says about Prophet Isa والسلام, is completely false for that reason because it's a matter of aqidah. Yeah. But in any case, the point that he is making here right, in this narration is that, okay, prophets are masoom and we are protected from making deliberate, intentional, major mistakes or sins. Your story is even more mind-blowing because you are not a nabi. SubhanAllah. You are Subhanallah. not a nabi and you were presented in that situation. You were able to have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? this is somebody who is a faqih this is somebody who is a muhaddith and this is somebody who we owe right the entire school of the maliki madhab towards right one of the greatest of the students of the sahaba anhum this is the sawf this is tazkiyah. this is taqwa right people ask what is taqwa this is one of the ways we can understand it right you have the hadith of the prophet sallallahu seven people under the shade of the throne of the arsh right shade okay. of the arsh of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right Rajulun Datu imratun dhatul mansabin wa jamalin right? He says, "Ita right? A woman of beauty, a woman of, you know, desirability, comes up to you and tempts you, and you fear Allah, right? That person is under the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's throne on the day of judgment. <laughs> this is not something you read in a fiqh book, right? You look for it, it's not there. This is not something that you will find in the books of tafsir in that way. Right. Mm-hmm. This is taken from Sahba. People who met people, who met people who met with people who met with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who sat in front of Jibreel Ali Salatu wa sallam, right? Who is, you know, the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm.
0: Yeah and, and and in terms of mentioning stories of the odia um you know some of the there, there's great stories of even you know modern people uh or recent you know folks you know when, when people think you know stories of the odia a lot of times people think these are you know pre-modern traditional people living you know uh you know hundreds of years ago uh you know a, a great uh book to read and i think we mentioned it uh, earlier in another podcast perhaps is uh See Without Shore um the story that Sheikh Nuh tells about uh, Sheikh Abdul Rahman al-Shuguri right uh one of the first stories in the book right i mean and some of this, the and the fourth story that that he tells right these are modern people and and the one thing that i thought was mind blowing uh while when i was reading the story of Sheikh Abdul Rahman is you know i'm also used to reading you know stories of the awliya from like long long time ago right uh the first episode of stories of the awliya when i was doing my research for Sheikh Abdul Madian rahimahullah right it, it, it still felt very distant right a long long time ago hundreds of years ago in an era uh, of people that you would never experience or meet um but when you read modern stories of Sheikh Abdul Rahman right it's uh there's you know m- the modern civil war going on there's you know there's 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 issues of politics going on there's and and when i think of, of the world today you know sometimes i wonder you know there are awliya living today who, who probably potentially do use the internet and smartphones and yeah. you know are still involved in the day to day dunya because these people and the, the awliya of Allah are not detached from society. Right? They still, yeah. you know, um, use these things. So that's one thing, you know, that, that I like to, you know that the one thing I've experienced and noticed while researching some of these things is, you know, the awliya are not distant you know, in in an in an otherworldly place, right? Uh, uh so one of the books I definitely recommend is um mm. Sea Without Shore. Uh you know, it's re- read that very, very very good uh biographies of, of four um, you know, people that uh, Sheikh Nou mentions. Now another, there, there's there's a lot of modern books as well on this topic. One thing I would also say is uh I wanna recount some stories but unfortunately they're a little long so I'm gonna wait for yeah. the episode itself. Uh and I didn't I didn't prep for this uh these stories.
1: Well, uh, to your point that uh, there's there's two things here. When you talk about legal and doctrinal evidences, the earlier the narration, the more weighty and superior. Of course. But when you talk about companionship and piety, the later the story, the more effective. It's more effective for you. You have a more effect on your heart to meet someone or to hear about someone who lived in 1960 or 1970 or 2000. From the sahihin, that has more of an effect than reading about someone from the fourteen, uh, the first five centuries, right? Now, in the legal and doctrinal, it's the opposite. That's why people get confused mm-hmm. in those two, right? So that's why you'd be surprised. Wow, I actually had a greater effect on my heart reading the story about uh, someone who lived in the fifties, right? Right, because you can relate more. So the doctr, the legal and doctrinal. Is in the past. Time
2: tested. Mm-hmm. Whereas the if spiritual effect is that which is closer to you physically. Allah subhanahu yeah. wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladeena amunuttaqullah wa kunu maas Sadiqeen. And in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu <laughs> wa ta'ala tells, al-ladina sadaqu wa al muttaqoon. Who are the people of Sidq, truth, righteousness? They are the people of taqwa, right? God consciousness. Who are the people of taqwa? The people who do good deeds, right? So it goes back to this idea and concept very very practical implementation of sohbah right i wish that we could say that every single person who is a leader in the community or the most knowledgeable or the most elderly is who you should take sohbah from that's not necessarily always the case and i'm speaking about myself as somebody who's in the role of you know teaching and you know in the responsibility of you know the well-being of a particular community but what I would say as far as practically, who do you seek out as a spiritual mentor? Because we established that this is an instruction from the Quran. This is what it means to be a Sahabi. You made Sahba and companionship with the Prophet. This is how you understand aqidah properly, mm. fiqh properly, and how you become a good Muslim, right? You reach ihsan, it's yeah. Sahba. Uh, all the way back to Jibreel. A.s. I would say read the seerah of the Prophet, <laughs> read the stories of the Sahaba. Read Riyadh al and other types of books. Look around in your life and in your community. Who reminds you the most of the Prophet wasallam? You have an issue, a specific issue. Like we talk, let's just say anger. Or maybe something else. Um, you have difficulty communicating with your parents, right? Which is probably the second most important thing. After not doing shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is to be a good obedient child to your parents, right? Respectful. Find somebody who has a healthy relationship with their parents and spend time in their sohbah, right? You're reciting Qur'an, but it's not having an effect on you. Find somebody who's able to recite the Qur'an consistently. How do they do it? How do they end up reaching a point where they can cry mm-hmm. upon hearing certain verses of Jahannam or hearing certain verses about Jannah, right? You are not able to lower your gaze, right? Find somebody that is able to do that. And Allahu Akbar, you might end up realizing after a period of 40 days or 4 months or however many extended or not extended period of time this person is a complete fraud right? this person is a complete fake allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you for your intention if you're doing it for that sake right this is what not one person has all of the qualities right the sahaba radhiyallahu they didn't have one person who had all of the qualities right we recited in our khutbah علي, right? all of them are anhum but each of them excelled in very, very specific things at times. And there
1: are, and Wilaya is not something that is um, sometimes colored in what we expect. Mm-hmm. And there are some, and, and some people have said in every masjid of guidance, and there could be, because there could be a of misguidance sects and whatnot, but we're talking about every regular Sunni masjid. There will be people in that masjid who some people call the dove of the mosque. Okay. And, and the doves of the mosque. So uh, the, Some of these people don't have Any of the trappings Of the pre-modern Awliya Of whether it be the, how they talk Or what they talk about, etc And take for example We have, <clears throat> just in our local masjid It's been six years almost Coming on May 1st, it'll be six years Inshallah. I've never gone to Fajr, never And not seen Three people one man, he never misses a single salah in the masjid, and he said he came into the dean, he learned. he learned the dean. He came into came to America, married an American woman as many of the people do, and thought he's gonna live a whole new life. Then he realized something's missing. He met a religious man, that religious man started to teach him, way up in upstate New York. Got into the dean, okay? And unfortunately his wife didn't really was not interested. Right now, he said that he chose the masjid life. And he said he made a commitment that he would never, ever intentionally miss the obligatory prayer in the mosque. Right? And his wife said, I don't like this. They ended up actually getting divorced, unfortunately. Right? Well, she was a Muslim too. American became a Muslim. But she said, no, no, I can't do this. So he ended up having a bad divorce and that actually made him even more devoted. So he does not and, and I think there are many, many people who could testify. They've known him for longer than I have. That there has never, ever been a day in which he intentionally stayed home for Salah. Just think about how difficult that is. How much sacrifice yeah. a person has to make. he <laughs> Hanafi.
4: So that joke is just because... Yeah. That, that, that's a funny joke. That was pretty yeah. funny. That was good. To that, it's, it's not necessarily
5: <laughs> the most popular person. It's not necessarily the person that oh, yeah, you know, has the most not. Facebook yeah. likes on it. It could be somebody completely no, unassuming. And, and, and they have that. other mistakes, have, too. They she, might have other
1: errors. like in in You're watching someone in progress. You're not watching a 70-year-old man who's cooked. You're watching someone who's still learning. Even through 40s and 50s and 60-year-olds, you're still learning. But that's someone... There are a set of twins... In the, in, in the community. I, I don't think anyone knows their name. This is how quiet they are, right? But you never go from Maghrib or Aisha or Fajr and sometimes Duhr or Asr. Except that in the side of your mind, you see in the side of your eye, peripheral vision, you see them in the first, the first row. row. And yeah. I've never, I'm telling you, I've never gone to Maghrib, Aisha or Fajr mm-hmm. without seeing them. But nobody, it's so funny, you never see their names. Like their faces and clothes is so plain you would have no interest to get to know them.
2: Right? <laughs> Subhanallah. They're so that's, simple. That's exactly right? the type no of person. No, and, and one of them, I think that's, both that's of them have no beard.
1: Neither of them have a beard, by the way. Right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think wow. they're Hanafi. Yusuf, are you, <for> you Hanafi? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly
2: the type of person that you should make sahba with. Right? Those are akhlaq that, you know, Allahu Akbar... Even people in leadership and people of él may not necessarily always have. I'll talk about our community. Moin um, news is He moved here from a different part of the country about three years ago. He got married here, and alhamdulillah, I, I, comp- I, I conducted his nikah, and now he has a two-year-old, two two and a half-year-old uh, baby girl, Alhamdulillah. and. Um, he finishes his shift, I think, around 6.37 in whichever salah he can make. He lives about 20, 25 minutes, closer to Muin's neighborhood, lives about 20, 25 minutes away from the masjid. Um There's never been a day where he's on his way back from work, that he drives like an extra 10, 15 minutes out of the way to stop by to join Maghrib or with Isha. In the winter, uh, Isha. In the summer, Maghrib with Jamaat and then go home. And... Um, hopefully this is not like to take away but it's more to encourage myself and remind myself inspire us I caught him right after Fajr on a Saturday I had to go back to the masjid to pick up something I was traveling I had to get some paperwork or something I caught him right cleaning the toilets and like doing some gardening outside Saturday morning right after Fajr like 8 a.m. 9 a.m. no one's at the masjid at that time Right? This person is there. He drove 20-25 minutes to get to the masjid and now, right, he's doing yeah, it. And, and this, the th- this same he's per- not an alim, right? He's not a hafiz of Qur'an, right? He knows the judeh, he knows some surahs, right? But this is and wilaya. Then, this, this is wilaya. Th- this, in my opinion. This
0: same person, you know, uh, I can testify to this. Uh, for a period of time, he didn't
2: have a car, so he walked to the masjid. So He walked the to Juma. Juma. At that time, he lived only like live five, about, six miles we away. We live still.
0: about no, no, that's no, a lot. no. It was that's so I, a think, lot. Five, I think five, six, miles? six yeah. miles. That's a lot. Six miles. Six miles, lot. miles. He would walk to Vohar, come back, walk that's to Asr come back, walk
4: that's to Maghrib That's to a, a two-hour walk
2: each way. way. And he would go to work.
4: A so something. That's the
2: thing. Once people saw him coming for Juma, who were coming from that direction, they picked him up and scooped him. Well, check this out.
1: From the twins that I told you about, one of them once asked me, "He was, I mean, these men are maybe what sixty? They have all white hair." So, one of them asked me, uh, if I miss a Raqqa, and I come in and the imam's in the second Raqqa, what do I do? Allahu so, Akbar. I said, SubhanAllah, like... The f- I got two thoughts right in my head <laughs> Came into my oh, head Oh my goodness The first thought was wow, He's
4: never
1: been linked for so long That's so it That's it so He didn't so know what to lot. do How many <laughs> years he, Right the first, That's a good thing That's like <laughs> yeah, that my, The book. first thought to my head Was like Wow I'm like How and Second know? thought was, what's Yeah name? Like, no, he's, he's, just, like was he doesn't like, like, even He doesn't even know the thick he, ruling he, he doesn't First my first thing was The ruling he's ever needed He's never needed it He's never needed it That was the thing Because my first thing was like how do you live this long in Islam and not come across that because he comes on time and he comes before the event like it's that much in his consciousness like I mean once here's the thing about learning sometimes when you learn the limits you push the limits right Mm -hmm. and sometimes you know well it's Fajr he's gonna call the Iqamah I know Qadi's gonna read a long surah so I got an extra three minutes, right, <laughs> to catch the rukua. And be- We were all teenagers once upon a time. <laughs> right? Come on. Because we learned the r- limit. We pushed the limit, right? Now there's another man, and I'll tell you about him, subhanAllah. He is an old man that I think life has bulldozed this man. And when you see his face and his body, you will know life has bulldozed this man.
4: Except for the fact that he's never not smiling. SubhanAllah. subhanallah.
1: He has never, ever been in a bad mood. Never. He's in a bad mood. And the things that people say about him, okay? People say he's insane. He's retarded. He's an old man, right? People still today in this community, this day and age. Are you serious? They call him retarded. They say you're retarded. Point them out. SubhanAllah. Seriously. Like they think there's actual problem like up there. They call him the retarded. He's not though. He's not. He's not.
4: He's, not. He's very intelligent.
1: Now let me, Subhan, let me tell you something. Two things that, that happened to this man that firstly, just from basic experience in Islam, you know that the people who are vulnerable, you have to be very careful with. Because in the sight of Allah, even if they forgive you, Allah
2: may not forgive mm-hmm. you. Dawat al-Mazlum. Be careful. Yeah. Fear this the man the oppressed, yeah.
1: You'll never see him in the masjid Except either smiling at someone But also picking up trash
4: Working. Working Every single time He
1: never stops working
4: More than the young people
1: Cleaning up trash Right Now he cleans up trash And One time he was cleaning up So much That the Person who happened to be in charge Of that evening Right It was Ramadan It was intense And there was a certain section That someone was responsible for And he goes in And starts cleaning up And this man kicked him out Right, He says, because I have, uh, uh, everything's in order here, and you can't just come and help out how you want. You know how sometimes managers get like that? It's like, we don't want an extra body. We got this taken care of. You got zone one, zone two, et cetera. So he said, so he said no, no, I want to help for the sake of Allah. So uh, I want to help. So he said, no, I got a team here. I don't need your help. And he yelled at him, and he kicked him out. And he was so hurt, this man. So hurt. He was upset and on fire. Right? Now that man, that next day he got fired from his employment. Oh. The next day The one who kicked the one, the one who kicked him out. Lost his job. That day, the next that one that night was a big fitna. Because he was very yeah. upset. The old man was very upset. Okay. He was very upset. He called in the president of the masjid. President Masjid had to calm it down, see what the situation is because they didn't want to get him upset because he's, you know, one of the elder <laughs> of the community member, right? And then the next day, that man who expelled him, himself got fired from his job. And he spent about six months unemployed and miserable.
2: That's off limits. You can't mess with a wali of Allah. Right? You're now, <laughs> picking if, if the wrong fight here. If that's right?
1: not a sign. Now let me tell you something. The man, there was a man, some people have insight. There was a man, when he saw him that upset that night, that man started crying. He said, "Listen, you." He pulled the other man. He said, "Listen, you can yell at anyone in this community <laughs> except him." Indeed. And that goes to show you what the, how, the lens of a mu'min. And look what happened the next day. Look what happened the next day. Let me tell you something else about this man. If he told, if I, if he knew I would tell you this, he would kill me. But of course, he doesn't have podcast, phone, doesn't have any of that. If you he see, doesn't. if he you doesn't. see the clothes that you would wear, you would say it's a waste of I'm telling you, I am telling you, if you went to the trash at the Walmarts and you pulled the clothes out, it would resemble his clothes. I'm literally not even joking with you, right? And then sicknesses, no medical insurance, all sorts of troubles that you can't even imagine, okay, that that he goes through and how he lives. On top of the abuse that people give on him. So one time, he was... Uh, in the kitchen, washing up some tea. This is tea, tea stuff. And it was very early on. There were not many helpers, so it was just me and him. And I think, I was like, I have suspicions about this, man. So I started asking questions. Like, I said, you ever see anything of the, you know, any of the NBA, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I'm trying to get him while he's not paying attention, and I did. I caught him, right? And he said, my favorite of all of them is Imam Shafiq. He said, one day, someone had called me some names.
4: Hmm.
1: His own son called him some names. And he was so upset. So he came to the message to pray. And he said, I prayed, and then someone... And you know, these like dreams, right? But sometimes they happen when you're awake. Okay? This is what I can tell you. I I can't tell you anything else. This is a reality. Sometimes people have a dream, but he's awake. And he said, a man tapped on my shoulder. While I was so upset. And he said, Don't worry, everything will be a fine. Rely on Allah, And then he said, I looked up and I knew that's Imam Shafi. <laughs> that and then he showed me he said he sat in a certain way, like leaning one hand back and one knee up. And he said, That night I kept seeing Imam Shafi the whole night in the corner of the masjid, smiling at me. And that's how he would sit. He would sit like this. And he grew up in the part of Egypt right next to the masjid of Imam Shafi. Mm. So he, growing up, grew so attached to him. Now, you're going to say, well, how does he know what Imam Shafi looks like? Well, you, people say he's crazy. But, uh, okay, well, I believe, you know, that's just what he said, right? And sometimes, how do you know when people see Rasulullah in a dream, right? How do you know when people see Sayyidina Yusuf? Suleyman. Okay, he asked him, right?
2: Well, so many.
3: The Prophet sees yeah. <laughs> alaihi The Prophet <laughs> Salam, By the way, we have uh,
2: you know, whoever sees me, fakdarani. That's the thing. Okay, so whoever here- sees me has seen me. Shaitan doesn't. Imam al Ghazali. Yeah.
1: Imam al explains how someone can see what's called Mukashifah or Ruya fil Yakda. And really, for those listeners that are out there that are rational or into the. I really don't want to mess you up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is just a hafiq. I'm telling you well, that it exists. It's right? a
2: matter of aqidah, also yeah. yeah. karamatul awliya karamatul awliya right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, last. Uh, by the way, if
3: you're rational, you'll play stock in that because yeah. you believe in the super rational. If you yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah. Go back three episodes. asked me
4: during when you were upstairs about uh, Khan and how did it go? Mm. And I said it was really excellent, and I didn't. I have no idea how many people came. I thought it was excellent because of what was said on, yeah. uh, by the by the automatic. One of the things that Sheikh Yahya, may Allah preserve him, said I mean, that I mean, was I mean. a, a tremendous insight was that, um, and this is I think part of his PhD uh, research, he said that whenever uh, people came in and committed gen- genocide, they didn't just do genocide, they did ep- epistemicide. Mm. So like they would, dis- they would destroy people's source of knowledge mm. and their approach to knowledge. And if anybody has questions about this kind of stuff, it's because... Mm. You're completely Westernized. Cheikhia mm-hmm. also made the point. He said, if you go to what's traditionally the Muslim East, you'll find that there's a tremendous amount of uh, inferiority complex, mm. and it's not—it's not a stretch to—it's mm. it's not a stretch to see that. It's clear. Yeah. And so, if anybody's listening to this, go, "Oh, that sounds weird." Yeah. Well, you've been co- you've been mentally colonized, yeah. and not in the woke way. Mm. Like you've been mentally colonized by people who came in and told you this is the way of the world, and what you people are doing is backwards. When really, what they're doing is backwards, and just look at the results.
2: And some, some uh, people, the Quran isn't even off limits, right? The Prophet yeah. Sunnah is obviously also not off limits as well, right? This is the person who Allah subhanahu wa taala chose. Yeah. Right? He's the most. A, be, you know Virtuous creation And out of all of There is no creation Without the creation Of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Right he, he used a stick To clean his teeth yeah. Okay He dressed this way He ate this way He spoke this way He practiced And he worshipped Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala In this way Okay I need to know How to do those things Right, right? I want to worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Teach me And you know I, th- There's no other way Right It's not about how you feel It's not about What makes you feel good It's what actually Good for you Right And yeah. Um then you have like people going to extents and they are able to have certain things you know they are able to understand as a result of this type of consistency and very very meticulous adherence to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu they are able to see them in dreams like you mentioned and they are able to kind of understand certain things that otherwise other people who are just drowning in materialism and all these things are not going to be able to understand realities that's like ihsan and another way of understanding it you are worshipping Allah wa ta'ala, As if you can see Him right? Mm-hmm. And then the second level At least so that you know Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala can see you How many of us right? I'm asking myself right? Let's just say hypothetically Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is Arham al On the day of judgment right? From the time a young man becomes Balik Let's just say Age of 13, 15, 15, just an easy number Passes away at the age of 75 60 years of far salah Okay If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started to take account Right, an entire 60 year life Right, of salah Right, that's it, we're done Let's just say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Arhamur Rahimin, the most merciful Says, oh my servant, right You pick a day, you show me one day 24 hour period, Fajr to aisha, Right, or Maghrib to Asr next day One day, you did not backbite. One day, you prayed salah on time. No distraction in your salah, right? Nothing but good akhlaq to your parents. No laziness. No impure thoughts, impure glances. Just one day and I'll make the decision based on that day. Forget everything else. Mm. How many of us can present that? Forget one day then. How about even two rakahs of salah? Two rakahs of salah. Ali radiallahu anhu, is or Wa bin Zubair, right? He got shot in the leg with an arrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not because he was like paralyzed or he had some type of neurological failure <laughs> or something like that. What is that? Right? That's the sawlf. Right? Did you take it out, right? He's like literally bleeding out. Okay, let me start salat, say takbir and then that's it. He doesn't even feel the pain. What what is that? Right? What is that? We believe in this stuff. This is part of our iman. And, you know, I'll just mention this kind of last thing before transitioning. Um for some people, right? Like this brother That, you know, me and Moin we just mentioned. I'll say this. Because of people like that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't punish the ummah for its Mm -hmm. major sins. I can speak about specific communities, people in specific Mm -hmm. communities, like the the brother that you're talking about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't punish us for all the other wrong things that we do in our communities or as individuals. (coughs) Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmah is on this earth because of those handful of people the who are general uh, yeah the,
1: the <laughs> that's why the idea of the general counsel of a person always sticking to massage it is that you meet such people you come across people and if you get on good terms with them there maybe be their dua is the only thing carrying you mm-hmm. right that uh, that allah knows that those people if they're here, that something bad happened to you they would be heartbroken so allah protects you from with their dua And and by the way, when we talk about these, it doesn't mean we're saying, oh, he's better than him, and people feel guilty, people feel bad. No, no one should feel less and inferior, but that's not what we're trying to do. We're just saying these stories just because it's there, it's amazing.
0: And it's really remarkable that when you think of the stories of the people of Tesawuf in general, not just, uh, and there's ranks of the awliya as well, right? But when you think of the stories of the people of Tesawuf, it's very different from the stories of the people of Fiqh or the people of Aqidah. Oh. Like one thing you just mentioned was very beautiful which is you know people that know the limits of Salah, right? will push the limits like for yeah. example you know as as uh, lawyers man. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is yeah. know, so, so I mean it becomes a case you know like uh, for Maghrib for example uh, for Hanafis right now Malikis but like for Maghrib you know we'll, we'll, we'll be eating dinner it's like oh we're still eating uh, you know and uh, we're still going and you know it's
1: because you don't have to pray it immediately, immediately. Yeah. so and we I mean, don't have do, I had an example yeah, you today you
5: actually. can't do that right go, yeah. ahead, go ahead I brought it up today because I didn't know if uh, the sun was about to rise and I didn't pray Fajr yet so I didn't one time in the Ruku, one time in the Ruku, and then the, uh, uh, the root at the end, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's Sunnah I got to make the prayer before the sun rises, so it's like... Yeah. But, well, that's, yeah. the, that's yeah. the benefit of fiqh, but
1: sometimes yeah. psychologically when someone says, okay, this is the Fart and that's a Sunnah, you naturally implement it, right? Like, oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. so the wudu now, all I'm of a sudden, sudden is yeah. the three seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Literally the wudu is 20 seconds. If you minimize it down to just the four body parts of wudu. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But the sometimes like we mentioned those two other men the jahl by the limits of the fard makes a person for his entire life observing the sunnah without thinking that that's a fard. Mm -hmm. Right. right? And in that case that's a type of that innocence that innocent Muslim who. Mm -hmm. You wish like... I wish I was like that at some point, sometimes, honestly. Yeah.
4: And by and the way, for anybody that thinks that they can answer Mufti's question about the presenting Allah with one day or even two rakas, it's it's, it's related from our Master Omar, radiallahu <laughs> ta'ala, that he said, if I had one single salah, in mm-hmm. which I had perfect khushu I would consider myself a, a true mu'min. This is Omar, <laughs> <laughs> Like... So, yeah. What are we doing?
2: Unbelievable. So that's the thing. I mean, there's a beautiful saying in Arabic: um, "Hasanatul Abrar, We have to kind of change this attitude that we have about ourselves, and we motive, We are using this opportunity, right? This discussion to motivate ourselves as well as all of our listeners, right? Encouraging to read about the Sahaba, read about the awliya. If you can't find somebody, the last thing, last option that you have is read about them. Yeah. Right? How are they able to? you know connect with allah subhanahu wa taala and connect and bring the love of the prophet sallallahu practically manifest and benefit from that um but you know we're talking about i'm, I'm talking about I'm talking, I'm talking about myself right individuals right we do whatever good deeds that we do and we feel very confident about it and we feel very very good about it right not to say that you know mashallah for getting it done but you know, we feel as if we have really achieved or we feel as, okay, we don't need to work any harder. And it reaches a point where, okay, I don't need to do anything extra sunnah. I don't need to do anything extra nafil. I don't have to work on anything else. I'm just doing the fart. Then, mashallah. There are people that are still alive and obviously historically as well that went for years and years and years, more than 40, without missing Isha and Fajr in the Jama'ah. People who are, we're not even talking about worship now. We're talking about people who have never back backbuttoned Anybody in their entire life mm. It just didn't happen Right We read about um, You know Some of the shuyukh from Mauritania I think Murabit al-Hajj One of the descriptions about him as well Just doesn't All, just of, ne- it, has never all happened. of
1: his students If you mention a name Their face goes off Like <laughs> Sheikh Salik Sheikh Rahman. If you mention some, If you're sitting there And we're talking about People do this and that They'll talk But once you actually say a name You see they cringe And they turn their It's Something like they're trained mm-hmm. Like the, to utter a name that's not here in their presence in the bad, is something that they have an allergic reaction. They'll just turn and something <laughs> will happen, right? Like that will show that they're displeasure with it.
2: Like that—that—that's the goal to be allergic to disobeying Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. That's the let me tell you something
1: that I noticed too <laughs> with some of these naturals. I call them the naturals because they're not thinking about it. They're passion, <laughs> yeah, and they're in it. Mm-hmm. And this was a man that I used to see. He was a retired man. He's good.
0: S- good title, the natural. Yeah. <laughs> the natural awliya Yeah, he doesn't even know what awliya the means. Right, he right, right. won't
1: even know what the word means. Mm-hmm. So, this was an Egyptian man. He was an Egyptian man in England. He must have retired or something. He was old, and his habit was to go to the masjid. Right, I used to see him all the time, and I saw him so much that if one day I actually talked to him. Now, let me just show you the, the description of this man. He used to come in. He was wear just a suit. And a button a shirt up, and get on the bus. Come, I see him off the bus. He would wear sunglasses and have headphones, right? Like old fashioned. You know the old fashioned headphones that they used to give in the airplanes, mm-hmm. yeah, not yeah, like yeah. these cool ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and he would listen to on the walkman to Quran. Then he would go to the masjid and he would um, uh, recite Quran from prayer to prayer. Go down, have the lunch in the downstairs masjid, the uh, cafeteria. Go up again and leave by. Asr to go to his wife and have dinner
4: it's London Central
1: Uh, Central London London Central Regis Park Mosque right Mm -hmm. so and have dinner and then maybe he would come for Aisha now what is the thing the thing is that people have a passion and the greatest gift Allah can give someone is this love this passion for deen and ibad and dhikr and Quran and it just if you have it it's a big gift honestly it is I mean I would say ilm is the greatest gift because it's protection. But after that, that love and that passion, I mean, sometimes some people have it, some people don't, right? And sometimes you can be a greatest scholar, no passion, right? But these people, I am not saying just to have passion, blinded by it. Like life is going in one avenue, and he is couldn't care less what's happening. And he's in another avenue. And the funny thing about him, what caught my attention, is that for the wintertime, He used to wear gloves But he didn't realize He's wearing the glove Of a maitre d' Right Like a white glove (laughs) With the stripes Like (laughs) you know The ridges at the top (laughs) Almost like a Mickey Mouse gloves Right (laughs) And that's for To keep warm He is so uh, Engrossed I think he was trying To memorize the whole Quran It became like An obsession to him (laughs) That he would be Reciting on the Walkman The whole time And going To the masjid Memorize Go home And to him This wasn't like It's not something That he would think about had something to say okay. Let's have a balance. Let's have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It wasn't something like okay, let's do heaven. Oh, what are the conditions of heaven? Or it wasn't something like let's attain, let's <laughs> attain. <with> that, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, that, that was a, <laughs> I have to plan it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was none of that. It was so. Uh, what's the word? <laughs> yeah. Raw. It was simple, simple. so yeah. simple. A syllabus. It was so uh, raw. It was just so natural? It was iman, love for Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just love for Yaqeen. Allah. Right. And he wasn't sitting there. And when he would go for dinner, when we go for the lunch downstairs. He wouldn't be saying, "Okay, well, the Oliya said, do 'Don't eat too much.'" He it was none; it was so normal, it was just natural. No, too much thinking, right? Just he had a love, and that love burned through everything else. And that's something that we should pray that Allah grants us that, I mean, and I mean, we should I mean, die I mean, upon that. I mean. That's what we should be dying upon, honestly. And, and this it's is like one thing,
0: Sorry, one one thing that I want to bring up at this <laughs> juncture, which is, you know, the idea of you know when you mention this balance, right? You can have. Fiqh, you know without uh tasawuf and it becomes very merciless almost right mm-hmm. so uh, to give you a, a, an example is you know the hudud punishments right Oh yeah. uh, uh if yeah, you implement absolutely. the hudud punishments without mercy right i mean you're going to end up with like a a, a very you know a... you'll
3: be instituting them all the time exactly right <laughs> so i mean
0: one one beautiful example i've i recently ran across is right you know uh, someone murdered a person um and, you know, they, and it was an accident right? and, they, and they were asked, you know, what do you want to do? Right. And uh, it would be very merciless in that situation to say, you know, I also want, you know, my my just rewards. Right. I want this person. It, but according to Fick, you know, there's certain things you are you are you're given right in that entitled to in that instance. But still, the dean asks you to be merciful. Right. Like a a proper, you know, person of uh, of Iman would have mercy, you know, because it's an accident. Right. It's like I didn't do it on purpose, even though I'm entitled to something. Right. Mm. So this is so there is that point. Right. Just because you have, uh, you know, fiqh. Right. That's important but you know there's body mind and soul right mm-hmm. we in this podcast we've covered a number of things right which is you know there there is akida which is extremely important it's one of the most prime important things right uh, fiqhul akbar right, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the the big the bigger Fik, Fikul akbar and then you learn you know the the body and then the, the last is you have both of those things without to solve, and you have wars oh, you right. have yeah. killing you have oh, yeah. that's Twitter. what you get yeah. that's what <laughs> <laughs> you get <laughs> <Yeah. Right>. <laughs> bloggers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tell a story just and similar
5: to just the simplest people just very similar to Dr. Shady's story we knew someone in Pakistan whose name was Taj Baba and all, yeah, he, all, all, <laughs> well, he, that name by itself. When he used to pray, when he, when used he was born when he used to pray in in Jamal, the entire row would shake from his heartbeat. Oh my goodness! In terms of what, wow. like Allah. his heart would like come out of his chest. But what he used to do, he used to just go from masjid to masjid, and he would look for any Quran that was falling into disrepair, and he would try to mend it up again. Super. That was what he did. He walked from masjid to masjid, and that was what he was doing. It was. It's, to us, it seems like such a, you know, like, what do you call it? Well, like, le- let me tell you, uh, yeah.
1: there, one of your colleagues in Queens, uh, his name is skipping my mind. He's a teacher there in Queens, and he came down for the Convert Conference, and I met him when I went to uh, the message in Brooklyn. A really, really beautiful brother, and he teaches, first-year teacher there. And he, made, he gave me a comment, Now I talked about the importance of balance, but he said, uh, there's balance even in balance. That sometimes mm-hmm. you need an imbalance. Mm-hmm. You need to be intense and the perif- perimeters of life or the peripheries of life, I should say, are times of imbalance mm-hmm. where that's healthy. When you're young, you should push. Mm-hmm. You should push. There is no reason that when you're young, you could do, you know, what you can't do in 10 years when you're working, right? So they should have that also at the end of life, right? There, you don't need a balance. Why would you have a work-life balance? You, you worked for 40 years. You don't <laughs> need to work, right? Mm-hmm. So now you you can push. So balance, and sometimes even in the middle of our lives, There will come times where we are so far from uh, nourishing our hearts that there may be off days, you know, times when we're off, where we need an imbalance. You can't be balanced on the day, on your day off. You're imbalanced, but you're imbalanced six days a week. Mm -hmm. So you need to fix that balance by some intensity. And we shouldn't be afraid of that intensity. And shouldn't be afraid to engage in our, uh, you know, when we start feeling in the groove of things to push put the pedal to the metal a little bit because for sure the life that we live with all our responsibilities there's going to be days weeks and months in which we are far from these matters so when it comes the chance we should take advantage of it can
4: i make a quick recommendation and i agree with mufti that this is taken this kind of knowledge is taken from people not from books and you're not going to cure yourself by reading a book if you want to know just the outline or the map of the subjects that we're talking about, of the diseases and wha- what they... Into. So you could maybe start to do some self-reflection, recognize them in yourself, recognize them in myself, and maybe from there, take the steps towards uh, addressing them. Sheikh uh, Hamza Yusuf's translation of Matharat al uh Purification of the Heart, it's very good. It's very systematically... Uh, Imam Mawroud uh, wrote it very very clear very systematic and addresses them point by point and I think that there's benefit in learning that as a subject um, so that you can start reflecting it's not going
2: to be the cure the You're entire curriculum the particularly but that one
5: of well course. even uh, Imam Ghazal uh, is Bidayat al Hidayah I'm listening to when the Sheikh Yahya wrote his teaching I find it painful every time <laughs> I listen to it it's literally like an assault on my like Okay, I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing this wrong. It's just like wave after wave. It's I mean, the beginning of guidance, but it's also yeah. the
0: beginning I of mean, <laughs> And and that's what it is, right? Pain. I mean, <laughs> one, one, like, you know, Dr. Shetty you mentioned, you know, like the naturalists, right? Yeah. One thing that we'll find, and I find my in, in myself a lot, is when you look at some people who are naturals, it's like, how do I even attain that level, yeah. right? For, for you know, some people, like, they have to try. It's like, for example, us thinking, you know, we don't have a car, you know, Juma is, you know, the, the masjid is, you know uh six miles away
3: <laughs> where we're gonna be like
0: oh let's look in the fic books for what i do you know when like yeah. you know with oh you know Joma <laughs> yeah, is actually not even exception. like allowed you yeah. know according to
2: i, <laughs> I, 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 I want to say i want to say this because we, we mentioned about the stories of the olia we mentioned about the stories of the olia and like you know certain ways that you know we can tell that they are olia right but i don't want you know us or our listeners to kind of miss the point here it's not so that you have these type of supernatural things happening to you suddenly you have magical powers and (laughs) just on demand you can see certain types of things in your dreams or be able to perform miracles in that way those are in the hands of Allah we believe in those things right but um, at the same time um, there's no way to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without consistency Mm. right without consistency and to your point we're talking about love Right, we're talking about just this natural inclination, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's what the Prophet ﷺ tells us, right? Um, حت, uh, وما, وما you start off with what you have to do, the basics, mm-hmm. right? Anybody who tells you you don't need to pray, you don't need to stay away from haram food, you don't need to lower your gaze, you don't need to you know, recite put Quran properly, right? That person is not somebody you should <laughs> yeah. gu- take as your guide. And then once you are consistent on those, the basics, already you're pretty much a wali as far as today's surnames are concerned, right? If you can stay consistent with that, then you add on to that, right? The other sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the sunnah prayers, increasing, 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 until then it's just your second nature. Right? Yeah, I think it's that, just it's, so that that's that's how it's supposed to be.
3: And I think even even when Muin was talking about right, like the. We look up the for, for the Jummah example, looking up all the Fiqh uh, kind of intricacies, and, and 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 I think the point being is that the Fiqh is there, and there are things in the Fiqh that um, are are there to avoid for the average person, the average Muslim, to avoid hardship in their practice, mm-hmm. right? But that shouldn't give way into like using Fiqh as. As, subord- as subordinate to your own convenience, mm-hmm. right? To, to make it, yeah. like, so that now, you know, like, these things that have been made easy for me, I'm going to make them into my own convenience fatou. and, yeah. and practice... Fatwa shopping. Yeah, well, practice and ex- practices to my own convenience. And that's the, mufti- that's the kind of... Balance. <laughs> <Let Yeah>.
1: me. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think that it does. It, from the combination of habit and the combination of trials that knock your ego down, Right. What I think is the end result is that just that these people they're they attending to the masjid, they're listening to Quran, memorizing Quran, doing dhikr, attending the dhikr gathering, for them it just feels good. You're right. I mean it's that simple, right? This just feels good. It makes me forget about my problems, right? And i I'll never forget one of the uh uh times that you know, a brother was going through such a hardship in his marriage and then he said, I just happened one day and came upon a masjid and they had 99 names, recitation, and then nine 99 names, and Dalal Khairat from Isha, and they mm-hmm. would do that all the way until whenever they want to hang out, right? And they pull out the food afterwards. And he just went in there and he was just like bawling. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, see, this helped me forget about my problems, right? And helped me get away from everything. Not only that, I mean, you can go to the movies and forget about your problems, but this, if something goes on inside your heart and it makes you feel good and, and it makes you feel in such a way that is not like anything else mm-hmm. and this is how can you explain this to someone you just got to do it and that's why you know what you said take someone and, and let him try to do some etikaf or something because maybe on the third day or the fourth day it'll etch in and like Imam al ghazali says you keep trying to eat honey maybe one day you'll taste it right and and for those naturalists and those naturals I think it's not complicated. It just makes them feel good. And dhikrullah, if you're a love, like one of those feel-good people, you want to feel good all the time, you like want to be high all the time, you're missing out if you're skipping the Qur'an and dhikr and attendance to Fajr in the Masjid. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Especially, it's a decent reciter, good reciter. The lights are dim. It doesn't like bother your eyes. Okay? There is nothing that can match that sweetness, and then when you miss it, you realize you feel like uh, I just got robbed a day, I lost all day. That's you know, the
4: beautiful thing about Ramadan in the summer. There's mm. nothing better than Fajr and the Masjid yeah. in the Messenger. Yeah, this is true. subhanAllah. It's amazing. And, and, and,
1: and, and the 20 minutes, 30 minutes after Fajr, right? And and there was a, a man who used to go, he used to stay after Fajr in London, and he used to go to the cross, there was a little coffee shop, right? And he would actually read Quran. At the coffee table, I'm, and and have coffee, and then he would do some other. They thic- hold the sip beads, right? He's not fasting. Did I say Ramadan? Yeah. Oh, I'm at Fajr. Ooh, sorry. I'm at Fajr. Fajr. Okay. Yeah, excuse yeah. me. I'm a Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and he uh, <laughs> he uh, mm-hmm. and again the answer is that it just makes them feel good. Yes, yeah. so, well, so and and,
0: and this is one thing that that I want to point out now. I want to close it out because we're getting you know pretty far now. Um, is it's this lack of the practice of tasawwuf within our communities, within especially the US, you know, that I see, um, and really the Ummah in general, but let's focus on where we are in our local communities. Uh that leads to you know a lot of people almost leaving the dean because it, it feels hard, it feels harsh, it feels it feels uh, um, you know Whatever. very distant. Yeah. So one example I can give, you know, I I have a couple of uh, folks that I knew. You know, they they've either left the Deen or very close to because they feel that the Deen, you know, doesn't provide that spiritual nourishment, that it doesn't provide that uh that, that uh, you can't taste the you know, the iman. So one thing, uh, you know, that, that Imam Al Ghazali said, you know, that, that there's that there's different types of knowledge, right? That there's knowledge of the people of, you know, Science, right. you know, and they, and they have a, a, terp, a certain type of experience of God. There's the knowledge of the sophists, right? Of of the philosophers, who they they understand it with their with their mind, and and it's really interesting that you know the knowledge of you know the people of science, really, that's the knowledge of the people of the body, right? They understand the, how the world works, the physical works. The sophists is really the the knowledge of the people of uh, the mind, right? The, the people of aqal and intellect, you know, and the rationality, right? The mutakallimun. And then the last is the knowledge of the people of experience, mm-hmm. right? Of mm-hmm. the, the people of, of Tasawwuf. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that level of knowledge and experience and, and, mm-hmm. and understanding of Allah Azawajal, and, and, and Islam mm-hmm. is unparalleled. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's one thing you mentioned, Dr. Shadi and Muftiniyaz. It's not something you learn in the books, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's this is a this is a, a taste of iman that is ver, that is only experience driven and no person of 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 uh, of mind or you know uh, of of body can you know refute
3: that right right I
5: mean mm-hmm. in the Quran it says Allah be Allah be that's right. so it's what just, it is that, that's what it's saying that that's, you if you taste that. And a
2: taste is the appropriate word, I think, mm-hmm. in this case, because it's something yeah, you can't the convey. The, the hadith of we, the Prophet mm-hmm. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bi- so being pleased with Allah right. and Islam and, you know, the Messenger wasallam, you can taste it. Right.
5: That, that taste is so much stronger. You know, and you're, I always take mm-hmm. it back to your, the six levels or seven levels of your, your faith. Mm-hmm. The taste is the strongest one. I mean. so, huh. It's like impregnable, yes. impregnable yes. defense. You can give me any rational argument you want. It doesn't mean Jack. Yes. Sorry for using <laughs> the word. it. Doesn't mean anything. I'm like if you, whatever. I can this other yeah. bad language. Can do. but it doesn't mean anything because that's not where I'm yeah. uh, coming from, right? right? right, it's, right. The, it's the taste that's what matters. And so, I
1: think and I, and I remember in uh, times in youth where you did piety only because you force yourself, right? Right, but. In, a, in any society where you want a healthy upbringing, there's got to be that sweetness of dhikr. And in the beginning, it might require some discipline. And But those kids who are taught that discipline, they're going to benefit later on. So, for example, sometimes you have the awrad of the evening, right? I'm like, listen, you're going to do the awrad of the evening. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay? <laughs> because. It's part of of tarbiya and good habits. That's what it is. And and I'm very cautious about giving Dean a bad taste. Mm -hmm. Okay. But this is for your benefit. Okay. Because you get used to this. Now when the shiddah happens, when a bad thing happens, you know how to turn. It's
2: experience. Your tongue
1: knows how to move. Your eye knows how to read the book. Right. Right. You know how to do this. You know how to sit still for 30 minutes. Right. So that when a trial, when a bad day happens at school or whatever, you know what to do. By instinct, you're going to do it. And that's how you have good societies and societies where there's generally a happiness going around. And one day, one day a man told me about Sousse. Sousse is a little village in Maghreb, Morocco where they uh, they don't have goofs. They're not into goofs. Okay? <laughs> Their scholars don't have goofs. And there it's a very raw, natural society. Like they don't work. They maybe make a trade you know, sell a donkey, sell a horse, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> drink tea. But they have some habits. Some habits. And one of the habits is that that they were raised as a sunnah almost. It was not even a sunnah, but as a, their sheikhs taught them. Anytime you have a gathering, you read Surah Yasin before you finish the gathering. Allah. If you meet for tea, you meet you you do Surah Yasin. Allah. And I'm like, let's so he's, like, like, oh. he's like, Surah Ar-Rahman, Al-Mulk, and Yasin everyone knows them like Fatiha because of how often they're recited and, uh, once a day or twice a day the imam he leads a hizb of quran in every mosque in that town okay and that's the whole country by the way and then every thursday night the al khairat start to finish is recited between maghrib and Aisha. the
4: whole
1: the whole thing all is eight it, parts the whole eight parts so now does every single person in that society attend every single masjid 100% no but you're gonna it's gonna seep in you enough over the years and decades that it's just in your blood a,
4: مستحب مستحب <laughs> that, that's an it's environment مستحب. that
2: we are we need to create yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah and it starts at the individual level you need ilm and you need good sahba and people who have love for the Prophet yeah. Sallallahu Alaihi wasallam, wasallam. But um, inshallah, we make Allah give us the ability to understand and practice. If I could just...
0: Last points, yeah.
2: Yeah, sure. Excuse me. If I could just mention, as far as the Akhirah is concerned, it's the most important thing that we should be concerned about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, malun illa man Surah Shuarah 88 and 89. Um, I asked the question to myself, right, about one day. Right, as fulfilling the rights of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala as His servant, and He being our Rub and the Creator of the entire universe, and then even two rak'ahs of Salah. Right, understanding that the sawuf, right, this is a science of the heart, not the physical heart. Right, you may have nothing wrong with your blood sugar or your blood pressure. You may live to over a hundred years old. Right, that's not what the science of the sawuf is. Talking about it's the spiritual heart That is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Sometimes that connection gets stronger And weaker that's what this science is about And it's not in books Hmm. It's not in books Um, The second thing I'll mention is When it comes to understanding How our deen works Right, Just step by step Number one is aqaid we have to make sure we Know what we're supposed to believe Understand it the summary of it Is more than enough after that ilm how do you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala including the fiqh add to that the tazkiyah and then the fourth thing which is not wajib or mandatory like the first three but definitely strongly recommended and encouraged is trying to do some khidmah of the deen Mm -hmm. trying to do something right with your iman Allah knows inshallah what's best in our hearts but if your salah no none of your other good deeds are accepted right everything else falls you have some other optional extra thing some service just for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the darkness of the night, not seen by anybody else that you can fall back on and inshallah attain najat. So it's perfectly permissible to be someone who's a farmer, a businessman, not study the deen, not know more than the fara'id, not know more than a couple of surahs of the Quran. You will make it on the day of judgment inshallah if you are doing those things. But what is encouraged to help with that consistency on this spiritual path is finding some excuse to do some khidmah for the deen. And, you know, that's where we have Abrar, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard, right? Mm-hmm. The people of the past, if they were to look at some of what we call achievements, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, like th- they, like they never missed the Hajjid for years in a row. And well, like, we are it, able it, it, to do it for a couple of days and mashallah. If, they also, <laughs> if they also
1: saw the garbage that we have yeah. to deal with, they oh, would yeah. also be making dua for us. Yes. I can <laughs> well, guarantee you that from, from the Rahmat. Good yeah,
5: so. point. Just as a... I don't know if we're doing like a closing Go for statement it, yeah. for each person, but I just want to share a story of Sheikh uh, Ahmed Sir Hindi. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. No, about, he was talking about, you know, doing things that you don't necessarily like. And Sheikh Ahmed Sir Hindi was explaining the hadith, right? Where, um, you know, Allah, you know, he's saying after the, one does the farad and then the servant, you know, doesn't cease to approach me by, you know, by doing the voluntary deeds. But he's saying the reason that the farad is so much more important, more beloved to Allah, wa ta'ala, is that your ego does not want to do the farad. You <laughs> have to do the farad, right? Whereas a voluntary prayer, you're choosing to do that. So in Allah's sight, that's not as much of a that's true. sacrifice. That's a great right? point. So when you do, that is a great point. you do what you're forced to do, that's more uh, meritorious than Allah's
1: uh, sight. Sac- that- Allah. Just you just pulled up the same hadith? Mm-hmm. I had it up no it oh. was so no. Sheikh Ahmed yeah I quoted it incorrectly yeah. That's good. that's it. whoever and the rest of it He draws near to me with the obligatory acts and continues to draw near with the supererogatory acts well, what does that tell you he has knowledge he knows the difference between afard and sunnah mm. right أَحْبَبْتُهُ كنت سمعه الذي يسمع به، if I love him, then I am his hearing with which he hears. وبصره الذي يبصر به his seeing with which he sees. ويده التي يبطش بها and his hand with which he strikes. ورجله التي يمشي بها and his foot with which he walks. ولا إن سألني ولا إن And if he asks me, I grant him. And if he seeks my refuge, I give him refuge. رواه البخاري. So the point being here is that sometimes you're struggling through something, don't think that that's not taking you far spiritually. That may mm-hmm. be actually taking you much further than the that's thing that you're true. enjoying. That's right. true. Okay. And yeah. also, uh, that what you're enjoying is just the lubricant to keep you in the game, right? And, the salah not to call it a game, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like to yeah, keep yeah, yeah. Away. No, that's the problem. And, and oftentimes, like just like you said, the for you don't want to do it, you have to do it, but also the temptation that you have to avoid. Right? And then, the you know, that's even almost worse, mm-hmm. right? Because many people could do monastic praise, right? The greatest good deed is
2: staying away from bad deeds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, All right, so uh, I want to close it, inshallah. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, the last thing I want to say is, uh, uh, once again, uh, we said it in the last podcast, please uh, go to www.patreon.com slash podcast. Um, you know, to support and, uh, you know, help us in our efforts. This is a volunteer podcast. Uh, please like, subscribe and share on, on Facebook. Inshallah, make dua for the team here uh, and make um, we'll we'll dua for the Philadelphia
2: 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Stop. It's, it's not even they an odd for, number, bro. They do it for Pakistan yeah. versus 76 is not even an odd number. Yeah. yeah. Right?
4: He was odd and
1: he loves yeah. odd. Inshallah. So. <laughs> can I drop,
2: can I, can I drop a, the sow of gem, just some medicine, a prescription. Okay. okay. It works I swear Allahu Akbar It works Allah knows best Right Again If you still have a question About Quran and Sunnah only Hadith only A person has a problem swearing Okay Make it Obligatory upon yourself Every time you use Foul language Give a dollar in sadaqah When you go broke You'll stop swearing uh, or you, It's that simple Or you stop giving the sadaqa. <laughs> when you go broke Right That's the thing You're getting reward for sadaqah Which is yeah. agreed upon But these are examples of prescriptions from the mashaykh. Okay, my, my, it could be duas, it could be recitation of the Quran, it could be certain salahs. Stop doing certain things. This is just a kind of very simple. There was a, a woman
1: in my family. She had a friend. And that friend got into rap. Okay, so she got into cursing. So she would keep cursing, right? And then finally, she um, says to her, "Listen, if you curse three times." Per phone call, I'm hanging up. This is back when people used to talk on the phones instead of texting. (laughs) She calls three times. I'm hanging. So the first like couple conversations just hung up on her, right? And then the second time, right? She only cursed twice before the conversation was over. She had one left over, so she called back. (laughs) Bleep. (laughs) <laughs>
4: Allah Akbar. Sure. So uh, I know that you were closing it out uh but I just M- Mufti has made a great point that I uh, reminded me of something. So the naturals there's people like this in other fields, right? Like Herschel Walker, never lifted a weight. What is he? He's football fo- player. football player yeah. and every other and in, a, in a professional fighter, all kinds of stuff. Oh, he's he's a natural athlete. Never lifted weights. He's So there's people like like him who they're just naturally that way and then there's other people that Practice hard, and they lift weights, and they and they work out, and they get they can also get big. And so the the natural the the, the people that uh, you guys were talking about that are just naturally that way, right? Allah gifted them that status because maybe because of the worship that they did, or maybe for some other secret that Allah knows. There's also people that can achieve some a high status and can achieve wilayah through the prescriptions, like what Mufti Niyaz was talking about, right? So uh, the example I was thinking of is. Say you have a problem with lying. A sheikh might tell you, write every single time you do it, write it down on a piece of paper, put it in your pocket. At the end of the night, go through like it. systematic, academic yes. almost. Yeah. And at the end of the night, go through each single one and make individual toba for each one and make uh, commit that you won't do it the next day. And then yeah. the next day, when you do do it again, continue to do that. And this is the way to eliminate it from your life. Yeah. Some people just don't lie. Some people need practice. Mm. So sometimes it has
1: to be Artificially induced almost Yeah
4: I mean yeah. different things Work for different people well, I mean
2: that's yeah. why we have uh, The the, the text the, 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 We have school there, we you have education the, We have doses exactly. And prescriptions And, uh, and that's Expertise. why you need an expert Exactly
0: yeah. Exactly So alhamdulillah Alright we're going to close it out Thank you so much for listening Inshallah uh, Make to for the team once again uh, www.patreon.com Slash SS podcast See you next season everyone Assalamu Wa rahmatullahi wa Thank you Muftiniyaz And, uh, and uh, Yusuf uh, For joining us inshallah uh,
2: thank you na'ud billahi minash shaitani rrajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim wal asr innal insana lafi khusr illa alladhina amanu amil amilus salihati wa tawassaw bilhaqqi wa tawassaw bis sabr amin ya rabbal alamin wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi washabihi ajma'in subhan rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun السلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين سبحان الله بحمده سبحانك اللهم اشهد